Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here, and I'm really glad to be back here with you with a new episode of Raising Daughters. Every every week or two, I come to you with a new topic, and today's topic came to my mind actually in the middle of the night last night. I woke up and had a hard time falling back asleep, and then all of a sudden I got this, this thought about something that had happened at camp this past summer. So I thought I would offer that example or that story to you because it has a good message for all of us about listening to our daughters, especially our daughters' emotions. In our summer camps, we have two different age groups. In our fall camps, we have just one age group at each weekend. And we spend the morning during the summer sitting in a circle with about about 25 girls in each of the groups in separate places. And we sit on the floor on some carpeting with some padding underneath to make it nice and comfy. And it's an opportunity for, opportunity for the girls to talk, to share their stories, to listen into each other's stories so they get a sense of what's going on for their friends, their peers, and also to get lots of suggestions and feedback and advice and some tools from our staff. Well, this group that came uh, one of the weeks had uh, a bunch of girls who wrote that they had experienced losses in the past year. So one of the mornings we decide to do a visualization. So I had the girls close their eyes. I had them imagine that they were in a field with woods all around, but there was a big white flat rock in the middle. I had them in their mind see themselves walking up to the rock and sitting down. And I had them in their mind have someone come to them who, who they had lost, somebody who was important to them. I had that person or that thing come in to them, sit down by them, and then, then we had a little conversation with that person where they asked how they were doing, uh, we had them, that person give them some advice, uh, just had a nice little visit with them, and then we had the person get up and walk away, and then the girls opened their eyes, and we were going to have them share, you know, who came to you, and, and how did it feel, and, and what they share with you, and there was one girl who was crying. Actually, lots of the girls were crying. And the girl who was really crying hard, um, I scooted my, my little meditation chair over in front of her, which the girls at camp say, uh-oh, that means it's going to be important. And I asked her what was going on. You know, What was she thinking about? And she described the fact that in this past year, she had lost her mom. Her mom had had cancer off and on for several years. And it came back and then this last, this last round of chemotherapy didn't work, and then she got weaker and sicker, and finally she passed away. I think she had passed away about three or four months prior to camp. And so uh, one of the camp counselors uh, who was sitting near her went behind her and just you know gave her some comfort. Then I asked anybody else in the room who had experienced some loss 
this year to come sit by her so she would get some support, so she would know she's not the only one. And almost everybody in the room came and sat around her. And so one by one, we asked the girls, you know, how can you relate? Tell her your story. And through tears, one girl described that her best friend uh, moved out of state this past summer. And this friend was important to her because they had kind of been in between groups, both of them. And they'd been friends since kindergarten. Now here they are in, in the eighth grade and her best friend leaves. So this girl was really, not only was she sad, but she was also worried about the upcoming school year, about not having her best friend there. Another girl shared that she had lost her best friend because uh, when they changed schools, she was going into seventh grade. When they changed schools this year, this girl had somehow gotten involved with the popular girls and she was accepted into their cool group but, but her, this girl at our camp was not. So here's her friend now with all these cool kids and being left out of the group. And so she felt like she had lost her friend, which she had. One girl, through uh, some tears, described how her parents had gotten divorced about two years ago. And her dad had a girlfriend. And then uh, they got pregnant. So he got remarried. And they had a new baby. And then in the last six months, her dad had only called one time. He was so invested in his new family, his new wife. She had been going to his house every other weekend and then one or two uh, days and nights during this, uh, the week, and that had all stopped. She'd only seen him a couple times, uh, and only once since the beginning of the summer. And so she experienced that, obviously, as a big loss, and she felt like she wasn't very important, that, that his new family and the new baby were more important to her. She felt kind of pushed out. Uh, one girl shared that she was adopted and she said lately she had been thinking about her, her biological family. She wondered what, where, her, you know, where her mom and dad were, and especially her mom. She said she, she wondered a lot about why her mom had given her up and she wished she, I mean, she liked her, her adoptive family, but she just kind of wished she knew more about her biological family. So the girls uh, just started sharing their stories one by one until finally there was one, one girl who was crying very hard. And we asked her, you know, you know, what's going on for you? And she said that her one-year-old puppy had died about three months ago uh, when he had been run over by a car. And she was crying very hard and she, she could barely get the words out. I looked around the circle and I noticed that some of the kids had a look on their face like, you know, how does that compare to this girl who lost her mom or this girl whose dad hasn't seen her but one time in the last four months? But uh, my co-instructor, Taylor, taught the girls a really important lesson, I think, that a loss is a loss. And the experience and the details of the loss may be different with each person, but the emotions don't feel any less real. So the way we described it that day and the rest of the week was a 10 is a 10 is a 10. So if your feeling is at a 10 when, you, when you've lost your mom or you lost your puppy or you lost your best friend, that it feels very similar. And it's not a good idea to judge people like theirs is less important, their story is less important, and therefore their emotions are less important. I've had lots of girls tell me over the years how important their pets are to them as confidants. That's one of the reasons why all the girls at camp love my comfort retriever dog, Buddy. 
Buddy is the sweetest, most easygoing, calm dog in the history of dogs. And he'll go during like those times when we're having those circles, he'll go and, and sit by somebody. And sometimes if someone is crying, he'll get up and walk across the circle to them. And he'll sit near them or in their lap and they pet him and they get comforted. So lots of girls have pets like that at home. And I think mostly dogs. They also share their stories with their pets, their fears, what's going on for them. There's times when their parents aren't available or their friends aren't available, but their pets are always there. And the other person that also is there is their stuffed animals. Lots of girls tell me they will talk to their stuffed animals in the same kind of way as if they would be talking to a pet. Because a 10 is a 10 is a 10, and those feelings are important and they need to be expressed. So their, their dogs, their pets, their stuffed animals become a safe haven for those girls. It's, a, it's sometimes for some of them the only safe place they have to kind of let go of their feelings. Which is why those, those pets and stuffed animals become very important. It's also why a lot of girls I know end up taking those stuffed animals and their old baby blankets to college with them. I've had a lot of my campers and my counselors tell me that when I have, each of our campers has one of our one of the staff who becomes like their special counselor for the week. We extra special look out for them. So each of the counselors has two or three kids. We usually have about twenty five kids in the summer at each at each group. Uh, so fifty total campers, two age groups, and about twenty staff. So each of us have two or three special campers. And one of the things that I do each week is I, I'll buy a, a little stuffed animal for them, and I bring it. And I give it to them the last night. I tell them that this stuffed animal I'm giving to you because I want this to be your reminder. If you're going through a tough night or a tough day and things aren't going well for you, you can always hug this stuffed animal and remind yourself that uh, of your friends at camp, that you're a good person, that people there loved you and cared about you. It might give you just the boost you need to feel like it's not about you. So these counselors and campers tell me that they, they'll take my stuffed animals with them to camp for just that reason. I'm sorry, not to camp, to college. Because if they're having a rough time adjusting, if they're feeling lonely, which many girls do when they first start college, they've always got that stuffed animal as a reminder that, that they can make friends, they have made friends, that they are important, um, and that they, are, they deserve to have good friends. So, when your kids come to you with their feelings, I want to remind you to take those feelings seriously, to listen, to mirror. mirror. Mirror means repeat back in your own words what you think you hear your daughter saying. So it sounds like, so what I heard you say is that you feel really sad because uh, your best friend is with the, with the little clicky group now and she seems like she's leaving you out. And when you're one-on-one, -on -one, she seems okay, but then when she's with the group, she totally ignores you. Did I get that right? And then your daughter can say, yes, you either did or you didn't. And if you didn't get it right, say, well, tell me again. I want to make sure I get this. And you just keep mirroring to help them dissipate their energy and their feelings. Because as they start to unload, as you just keep mirroring back, a couple things happen. They feel like, wow, you really are listening. You do care and you do understand. And you can also tell them after they're done kind of sharing that it makes sense to you why they might feel that way. That affirmation doesn't mean you necessarily agree with what they're saying. It just means if I was you, 
If I was in your shoes in that context, it makes sense why you might feel that way. And then once they feel heard and understood, that's the point in time you can ask them if they want some feedback, they want some advice, if they want any ideas. You sometimes can help them see things in a different perspective. You can encourage them to keep expressing those emotions through their journaling, through drawings, through paintings, writing poetry or songs. They find some medium to keep, keep those things expressing, channeling, so it doesn't build up inside of them. Sometimes they may come to you with feelings where you think this is this doesn't deserve the amount of emotion you're giving it, but I would emotion that they're giving it, but I would still mirror and take it seriously. I don't want them to feel like they're being judged as being, you know, too sensitive or too dramatic. Even if it seems that way, I I would first listen, allow them to express it, let them know you're there for them, affirm their feelings. And then if they need some perspective, then ask if you can give it. If they say yes, then you can help them see it maybe in a different way. But that doesn't mean you minimize it or you belittle it. A lot of girls feel like their parents do that oftentimes. They, they feel like they're too sensitive, which means that they end up stuffing their feelings. And then it causes all kinds of issues. In our camps, in those circles, there's a lot of value in them sharing like, the, like they did that morning that I was just telling you about a few minutes ago. The girl who shared now knows she's not the only one who's lost somebody. Some kids will share stories and lots of emotion, and they, they feel like they're kind of crazy for feeling that way. And they realize, gosh, lots of people have experienced loss in different ways. So maybe my story isn't so crazy. Other people can relate to me. A lot of times at school, they'll say, I don't share some of my stories because nobody would understand. Nobody can relate because nobody talks about this stuff at school because it's not safe. They're so worried about gossip and rumors and people talking about people behind their backs and people spreading your stories to people you don't want spread to that they kind of hold on to it. And so then they feel alone. They feel like they're the only one. And that's the worst thing that can happen with their stories. Keeping secrets, keeping those stories stuffed inside them is really unhealthy. So when they have a circle like I provide for them, they realize that they're not alone. And that is such a gift. When that group was done with all that sharing that morning, they were a lot lighter. There was a huge sense of relief, just getting it off their chest, you know, maybe crying a little bit, just having had the chance to be heard and validated um, and to feel safe to do that is such a gift for them. And what I've always found after 30 years of running retreats and camps is that when we had sessions like that where there's emotion that's shared, when we go, then go off for the rest of our day, which is just fun, they, the energy is way higher. It's like a, a weight has been lifted off of them. They feel so much freer, so much lighter, and then our fun is even more fun. So when it comes to your children's emotions, or your, emotion, or your emotions for that matter, remember that a 10 is a 10 is a 10. Their emotions, their feelings are really important to them. And I want you to be a safe person they can come to when things aren't going great, when they feel scared or sad, they feel disappointed, they feel whatever they're feeling. I want you to be one of those people they feel safe to come and be a sounding board for. There are a lot of times when we can give them some information or a different perspective, which does help them to process through it better. They won't come to you 
if you've been minimizing their their feelings, uh, belittling them, judging them for their emotions, be open, be a great listener, mirror, get in their shoes, see it from their perspective, and last but not least, share your stories so they know you can really relate. I bet many of you had had some losses when you were a kid growing up, a teenager, or whenever. We've all experienced losses. So we can, we can let them know we understand. Even if it's a different story, a 10 is a 10 is a 10. And just by you sharing that lets them know, and this is especially true for daughters and their dads. I've had a lot of girls say, well, I don't share much with my dad because, well, he was never a girl. He would never understand. And I tell them that's not true. His stories might be a little bit different, but a 10 is a 10 is a 10. He, he will be able to relate on an emotional level. So don't feel like because he wasn't a girl in eighth grade that he can't relate to what you're going through. Your kids' emotions are so important. And especially when girls get to be kind of in those middle school and high school years, there's lots of ups and downs with their emotions and they need you to be a safe base for them, a safe haven where they, they can come and express, get it off their chest and feel that sense of relief. Hope this helps. Uh, learn how to be a good listener. I would even tell your kids that you'd like to be a better listener. And if they ever feel like you're not taking their, their emotions or their thoughts seriously, to let you know respectfully. I teach kids when they go to their parents with important things to first preface it by saying, I have something very important that I want you to hear. I want you just to listen, please. Please don't interrupt. Please don't give me advice. Please don't tell me what to do. Please just listen. And that helps parents sometimes to go, oh, okay, got it. Okay, let me, you know what, give me five minutes. Let me get finished what I'm doing right now so I can really be there fully 100% in the moment with you. So that prefacing might be a, a help for you. And the same thing goes the opposite way. If there's something important you want to say to your kids, don't walk in the room and just start spouting because they may be in the middle of a conversation on their phones and they, they may be in the middle of a homework assignment. Ask permission. If it's a good time to talk, tell me you really, this is a really important thing you want them to hear. Um, and, and then share your feelings and your thoughts as well. Thank you so much for stopping by here. I really do appreciate it. And I love feedback. I'm considering, uh, there's an app that, that was sent to me by uh, a company where they do some live streaming of podcasts where there might be a little bit of Q&A involved uh, either by typing in questions. There's, there's just different platforms that do things like that. And I'm wondering if that would be of interest to you all. If it is, you know, send me an email. My email is drtimjordanmedia at gmail.com. Or you can look on our website, too, for information. But drtimjordanmedia at gmail.com. Um, there's, there's one platform where there's a, a small fee, like a monthly fee, where you pay something a small fee each month in order to be able to be part of a live stream. It's like a little community thing where you can um, listen to the podcast like this, but also then ask questions, listen to other people's questions, which, which are probably oftentimes similar. If that's of interest to you, then please send me an email so I know if, if there's enough interest to do that. I will be back here in a week with another podcast. Hope your school year is starting out well. Uh, pass these on to your friends. Some of these podcasts are, 
are valuable even for kids to listen on their own or with you to, to kind of cultivate conversations. Thanks so much for dropping by. I'll see you in a week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.